when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Mark Haynes, and for the last 32 years, I've been a fan of professional wrestling. My friend Pete Donaldson from the Football Ramble... He hasn't. But in our podcast, Wrestle Me, the two of us subject the greatest spectacle in sports entertainment, WrestleMania, to the kind of rigorous scrutiny that ruins it entirely. GQ called Wrestle Me enrapturing. Shortlist said it's beautiful. And it's a hit with common people, too, with well over 400 five star reviews on iTunes. Wrestle Me, available from all good podcast providers. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello, I'm John Holmes. It's the The One Show show, the podcast that marches TV's The One Show up to the top of the hill and then shoots it in the back of the head. This is part two of this week's edition. So as ever, if you'd like to go back and listen to part one first in order for part two to make any kind of sense, then why not go ahead and do that now? Joining me this week to go through The One Show like a coronavirus in the lung of someone with an underlying condition are Mark Haynes and Pete Donaldson. Coming to this call because I've never seen, literally never seen the Mon Show. I'm not boasting like I've got better things to do. I haven't. <laughs> but like watching it for the first time, I'm like, they start the, a lot of the shows with like just a texter, and they go, but uh, but uh, there's somebody bought this big um, chest of drawers, but it turns out it was small and not big. <laughs> yeah, and we are starting tonight with something in the news that made us smile, didn't it? Oh yeah. Now then, Siobhan McKnight thought she was getting an absolute bargain on a new chest of drawers she ordered online for her dining room. Yeah, but when it showed up, it wasn't quite the size that she was expecting. Now, here is Siobhan's son, Stevie, with <laughs> said item. There it is. Oh, very um, small. <laughs> so so has, has something like this ever happened to you? Get in touch. Tell us about your online shopping disasters. Yeah. And then it's like... Have you ever bought anything? And I'm like, this is just a radio show it is. on the telly. But, like, you could come to that. Th- those two presenters could come to that. No rehearsal, no nothing. Yeah. Just give us it on the auto queue and we will just pile it out every single day. Easy peasy. Yeah, and how many people work on it? Probably 50. Yeah, Th- There was a classic example of their texter, which is sometimes I think they're trying to uh, make texters sound a little bit cleverer mm. than just route one. Yeah. And so on Thursday, they did one which was book week failures. Oh, so yeah. book right. week where the parents dress, dress their the kids, kids up, up as, yeah. as, as things. Quite and a they recent like, thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, a lot, a lot of authors don't like the fact that it's about fancy dress. They're like, it used to be about books, now it's all about parents going fucking book week. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. But they, they mentioned on the thing that they were like, Alex, you were, had a bit of a fail with this one, didn't you? And what had happened is she was like, I got there. I re- Where's she from? Hang on. <laughs> She's Welsh. I got there. <laughs> uh, she said uh, so I got there and you know I suddenly realised I was like spin back you know it we got to the nursery saw the sign reverse down the road mustard leggings red jumper and there you are you're winning the pool <laughs> um, <laughs> 
Perfect. <laughs> no, then. Uh... Okay, that, nice story. It's, it, as you say, it's like local radio. Yeah, you know, yeah. you'd be like, now it's time for Harry Styles, <laughs> watermelon sugar. Um, <laughs> but what, what they did there was they went, so what we want to see is your book week failures. Yeah. We want to hear from you if you fail to plan ahead for your child's World Book Day costume. Yeah. Did it happen? If it did... We are celebrating all of those last-minute costumes mm. that you managed mm. to cobble together. I don't know why I'm looking at you, Al, but maybe... Well, you, know, you know it. Let us see then. And by the time it's got to the end, they didn't keep shouting out for it. They don't go, remember, get your book week failures in. Because by the end, you have forgotten that they've set it up as failures. So mm. what happens is you just get a load of showing off mums and dads mm. sending in photos of these costumes, which are, frankly, phenomenal. Yeah. And so they're going, yeah. so let's have a look at these. Um, well, book day. Uh, go on, Susan, start us off. Yes, this is lovely. This is Evie, age nine, who's a gangster granny. Good That's one. wonderful. Yeah. Yes. Very good. Go on, Mallory. Mallory's chosen This is Crystal Miss Trunchbull That's from Matilda. Isn't that... Great. I love that expression. That's good. That's, good. <laughs> That's brilliant. Uh, Holly, age nine. This is apparently something they scraped together now I'm not I love it but it's not scraped no. together that does it look at the detail no that's that's, that's very good kind of mercy. Mm. I can't I can only aspire to <laughs> Samuel congratulations my friend you're on the one show look dressed as the tin man fantastic it's, none of them were failures the only failure is the actual fucking texture itself <laughs> you know because, because the pictures came in and some of them were horrific I'm like, well, I can't put that kid dressed like that it's bullying <laughs> everyone can see it we've set this up wrong we'll yeah. do better yeah. tomorrow yeah. You sent your child to school dressed as the in the altogether from that book about the king in the altogether. You've got a new ten-year-old on the BBC. You can't do that. We sent him in. Not him. since the days of Savile have we allowed this sort of thing. He's dressed as member of the king. <laughs> we sent him in as Walter the Softy, and we didn't have the costume, so all I did was I punched him in the face. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. And and I just like the fact I just love the technicalities of all this, turning it all round like a hot Air Three printer, just constantly churning yeah. out pictures and someone framing them. Get them out! Get right on the back what it is and get it out. Yeah, Fascinating. True. But it doesn't have any relation to the text though. Just get, get it out! out. <laughs> it's a picture of a ship! I don't care! <laughs> um, you uh, rightly point out though that, that that whole setup and you can almost you can almost smell the meeting where they're trying to come up with the call out or the texter. Mm. You can almost sort of go, oh, oh, what are we going to do? And the, the, the tiny furniture is a great example mm. of that. So they had a Someone, had, again, got in touch with them or something? Like, <laughs> why? And just said, oh, do you know what? I tried to buy a chest of drawers. And then when I did, uh, it arrived. It was a tiny little ornamental chest it, of drawers. They will have cut yeah. off the bit that said, one show, please investigate. Yeah. <laughs> honestly, honestly, I see that again and again. Yeah. But the thing, the thing is, it was too big for a doll's house. Too small for an actual, obviously, an actual thing. Mm. Is it a jewellery box? I, yeah. I, I was thinking jewels. But That's then, you keep the jewels. But then it was a, niche, yeah, yeah, yeah. a very niche sort of. So if you've bought something that you thought was the proper size and then when it arrived it wasn't, <laughs> let us know. One of these <laughs> people as well who will have, she will have paid seven fifty for that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And she'll be surprised that it isn't a full size yeah. chest of drawers. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> think. Think, <laughs> people. Look at the price of it. It's <laughs> look not at everything. Look Furniture at is invariably measured. <laughs> yeah. It will have measurements. It's made yeah. to order and it's measured. If you buy it online, say you're buying it on an auction site like eBay, check what the category is. Check what it is. Because it might say children's toys on it. <laughs> Simple. Did you see Dom Little 
forward, take oh, us through coronavirus. Oh, oh yeah. Well, what? Where? So the coronavirus, where the instruction is, don't really go into areas with loads of people. That might become a thing across the nation. Tonight's show, with so much talk around coronavirus, Dom Littlewood has been putting your questions to travel and health experts. We're going to hear from Dom shortly. It's nice to see him, isn't it? It's been a while. So where do they do their entire thing about the coronavirus? <laughs> In a crowded shopping centre. <laughs> yeah. Shoving, shoving a, a mic muff in people's faces. Yeah, and, and then Dom Littlewood sitting very, very close to a girl and knees are, t- he's like nearly yeah, touching they were. her. It's really <laughs> weird. And set it up with, with three um, plane seats, economy plane seats. Yeah. So they really were mushed together on these dirty old seats. <laughs> in a busy there was, shopping centre. Dom had his fucking bag recycled. under his. <laughs> yeah. He had a bag under his. Someone else had a coffee cup on the floor. Again, if you were a, a, a foreign, like a tourist coming to Britain and you saw this on television, you go, this place is a dumb. Well, it's <laughs> kind of, it kind of reminds me of Japanese telly because it's it's so quick. Quick, quick, quick. You get mm. one minute and you do and you do your thing. People react to it and then they just move on. Soba noodles. Uh, yeah. A drag out climbing some bamboo. <laughs> it's like, and, and then everyone's applauding and then they're out. It's, it's a little bit like that, but it does give me as I said, the emotional bends. It's up and down and yeah. left and right. Oh. What did you make? Because this was uh, also the episode, of course, with the, uh, the world's tiniest, tiniest baby. Yes, we met th- Britain's smallest baby. Yeah. 7.30am, and the day shift begins at the neonatal unit of the Royal Oldham Hospital. Sister Stacey Seddon has a very special patient to look after. This is Ramiah Dale, born here at just 23 weeks, weighing only 305 grams. That's less than a can of Coke. We believe at present she's the tiniest baby to be born in Britain, and she's doing well. I, I mean, I saw that on the BBC website. Oh, I'm pulling stories off the BBC website. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's yeah. A, doing, yeah. Did they, weighed, uh, were they down on the scene? Uh, they? Yes, they were. Uh, you and Thomas was down there. <laughs> He's a gigantic man as well. It, the perspective is all He scary. is. They had Britain's smallest baby. It weighed less than a can of Coke. Mm. 23 weeks premature. And it was a big thing about going, well done, the NHS. Yeah. Know, isn't yeah. this incredible that we can do that? That is great. But I always feel like there's a question where they've asked, where they've gone, so, you know, how can we keep this great facility going? And undoubtedly one of the medical professionals will have gone well the cuts that are happening are really affecting <laughs> yes. us across the board and they're just like well we won't use that bit yeah, yeah. soften we, that please absolutely they never ever mention the political stuff and you know mm. it's a slight weird thing where they're just like isn't the NHS great you know and you, yeah. you do sort of sit there thinking well there's probably more to this story than that they also mentioned again and again that they we believe at the moment she's Britain's tiniest baby look if there is a smaller baby, it's not going to sue. Just <laughs> just have the confidence to say it's Britain's smallest baby. But we're having a ring around. Yeah. <laughs> if you've got a smaller baby, send us a picture. We'll hang, hold it up at the top of this. Year. And at the yeah. end, we see pictures of massive babies. <laughs> you know, fully grown adults. Yeah. There's that kid who was nine again from <laughs> earlier. I mean, oh. actually, if there was a texter, you go onto our Twitter, just send me photos of massive babies. <laughs> really big ones. That little video of that uh, Irish baby. I don't know, have you seen it? No, no. It's what? amazing. Uh, just uh, if you type in Irish massive baby, um, <laughs> you, you will see it. It's, I believe an American f- uh, film crew um, in the sort of rural Irish sort of area and two little girls come over with a baby that is like the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man. Wow. It is amazing. Like it's it. like an adult that's been shrunk to the size of a baby. Oh. Uh, it's it's this, simply spectacular. Well, the, again, you've almost accidentally linked to the Miriam Margulies uh, incident number two, mm. where she got quite... She told Matt off 
Didn't she? She because she's doing a program about obesity, mm-hmm. right? Except she didn't want anyone to use the word a bit the medical term obesity mm. because she think that she said that you know glosses over the, the what it is. Just call us fat. Yeah. Just say we're fat. And Matt, when she told Matt to call her fat, she, Matt was very uncomfortable with the fat. You could just sort of sense that he didn't want. He was like, I don't know the right thing to do. She's telling me to call fat out for being fat, but I know that I should be using the term, you know, person of obesity it's or whatever his, it might it's be. It's not his word. It's all about obesity. It's a two-parter starting. Obesity. Don't be obesity. afraid of it. I noticed when you introduced it before, you lowered your voice. Did I? Yes. This is obesity. <laughs> well, it's, you know, it's, it's funny, isn't it? Because it affects many... Well, I don't know if it's embarrassing, but it's, it's a, it affects a lot, probably every single family. There's people in every single family that have yes. obesity yeah. within Well, I like it. just fat. I like to be called fat. Right. I mean, I don't like to well, be called fat. I just am. <laughs> it's called... Miriam's big fat adventure, isn't it? It is. That's what it's called. Yeah. <laughs> it's not his and, word. And he needed to get away from I it. I would have loved it if that was set, set up by Margulies. And if he'd gone, all right, when you're fat, she'd have gone, how fucking dare you. <laughs> like Jimmy Kimmel when he said drag queen. And uh, <laughs> drag queen? And you could see his face just go, oh, I'm cancelled. I'm cancelled. Oh, this was gigantic. This is the first time a drag queen has ever been put on the uh, cover. A drag queen? <laughs> a drag queen? <laughs> I really thought it was over. That was it. I go, you're canceled. That's it. I'm canceled. Yeah, I started my own hashtag Jimmy Fallon is over party. Yeah. I was like, I had a good run. You know, I had uh, 10 years in the business. <laughs> Uh, no, she said, and, and what I did like, she did say, I, don't, I, don't, I just don't like the word obesity. You know, I tend to jump over it. And I thought, well, a bit of exercise. <laughs> <laughs> there, was a bit, there was a bit where she uh-huh. goes to like, I mean, there's two, there's two bits. I mean, why are old ladies borgling slash twerking hilarious? <laughs> People get so excited and animated. Oh, look, she's doing something she doesn't usually do. Yeah. And then she goes to a boot camp and there's a shot of her at the boot camp. She's going, would you ever, would you ever consider going back to the boot camp, Miriam? And, and, and in the picture she's got a stick for crying out loud yeah. she's not going to be doing much book <laughs> she's got a stick do you remember she when like stick do you remember the roly polies who in <laughs> yes. the 80s yes, I do. Were, like, were like the thing that they'd come out and you'd go absolutely brilliant yeah. here are the roly polies yeah one of the great acts that nobody yeah, yeah. talks about anymore no. ladies and gentlemen the toast of the 80s the roly polies lead roly-poly as well had more charisma than the other roly-polies for reasons that I cannot put my finger on. But the lead roly-poly was the best. Google it, kids. Right. So, and then she made a, a reference to the NHS. So you, you were talking about, she said something about um, how they treat people with obesity and all the rest of it. And then, but Matt, it was politics and Matt had to shut it right down again, didn't he? He just sort of said, well, uh, we've run out of time, Miriam. Such just a cowardly right. show. Yeah. Such a but cowardly it even got, show. That even got a laugh from the studio audience because yeah. it was so obvious that he had to, that's what he was doing. The thing is, it doesn't really matter what you look like it's what's healthy yeah. and if you can try to be healthy 
it, that is the, the great thing. Yeah. Especially these days when, you know, health... Well, I don't know how long we're going to have a National Health Service, do I? Mm. Coming from the political spectrum that I come from. Yeah. Well, we've run out of time on that now, Miriam, so we can't, <laughs> we can't crack on Aren't a conversation. Aren't you lucky? <laughs> we are so lucky. A chance to be important punted yeah. into the long grass once again. Isn't it? Mind you, I mean, look, he's got a month to go. I always would hope that he'd sort of just, in the last show, there'd be a mad political rant of going, I've seen how Britain's changed in the last nine years. And I think, I mean, I'd love him to do it, and he never will, because I think, obviously, you know, he's probably not left-wing either. You know, <laughs> it could be awful. I've seen how Britain's changed in the last nine years, and I'm thrilled you might, you might. <laughs> Thrilled. There was a, there was a non-more Welsh, Alex, did a couple of... You know, we've talked about this before. When she says the word few or menu... Foo. Foo, menu. Menu. <laughs> yeah. There, there was, there was a, the introduction into uh, Miriam's documentary. She just sort of went, well, that leads is lovely to your documentary. <laughs> it leads us lovely to your to your documentary. Which that leads us lovely. <laughs> yeah. Lovely that leads us. She's lovely. been at home in oh, the hills. She has. She? It was great. Really endearing. The, the show is about body positivity, but she, Alex, bless her, she was dressed as like a, a fancy pillow. Like a <laughs> lot of frills. A lot, lot of frills. Yeah. I, I, I like to see it back. I actually, you know, I, I do find a... Unpredictable and the unpredictability I, I sort of find quite endearing. Who, Alex? Mm. It, it, who does it when she's not there? A uh, big hodgepodge of people right, that you vaguely okay. remember. A rolling from, yeah. squad. Yeah. 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 There was a moment as well where uh, obviously we know they're obsessed with single use plastic and they always have mm. been. But at the beginning of Tuesdays, when they were talking about this tiny chest of drawers and, and, and please send us your accidental purchases. Uh, did you know, they okay. Did they do that at the end? They actually uh, pulled the trigger on that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah they did it. But, but Matt then said, oh, they called it online shopping disasters. That was mm. their big way. And Matt, Matt said, "Oh, I've got, I've got one." He said, "I would, I bought some sunglasses, and when they arrived, it was a box of a hundred sunglasses." Go on, you had a story you saving well, for me. Honestly, it's not that brilliant, but I did order um, some sunglasses for yeah. thirty pounds, thinking that they were just a pair of sunglasses, and then yeah. a box of a hundred turned up. No way! Yes, a box of a hundred. What did you and do so, with them? Well, I've given them to. I still got about fifty left. You should have sold them. Yeah. To, to be honest with you, the arms are a bit flimsy, so Does they're a bit matter? like disposable, right? And he said, they were, "Yeah, they were disposable." And I'm like, oh, "Plastic!" <laughs> <laughs> you, you hypocrite! You fucking hypocrite! You and your plastic goes. You, you got a hundred, and he went, "I've got fifty left. I'll just chuck them." I go, ah! <laughs> Matt, Matt's littering the beaches of Britain with his sunglasses. He doesn't care, really. As soon as, soon as a bit of that plastic table you got in front of you loses one of its legs, though, that's getting on the yeah, scrap heap as yeah, well. That's plastic. Completely. The iconic well, one shot. It, it was a box of. Again, look at the category. Mm. Box of 100 sunglasses, 30 quid. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, come on, Matt. <laughs> And welcome to the musical podcast. I'm Kiri. And I'm Jade. And I'm Dave. And Dave's on keys. But we don't play that too much because otherwise we'll have to pay some people rights money. Yeah. Uh, we do a live show where comedians come and sing their favourite musical theatre songs in front of a live audience. This podcast is us bringing that person inside of a building. <laughs> welcome to Just a Minute with Jade Adams. <laughs> I panicked. Enjoy. <laughs> When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. 
Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Did you see the bit with the military <laughs> wives, which again made it very Brexity week? Mm. They had the military wives choir came in. Oh yeah, because there's a film. There's a film out about them or something. There is, is yeah. those films, that new <laughs> genre of films. Oh. Since the Full Monty's come out, and they're God, like, like your Calendar Girls and your Kinky Boots, yeah, yeah. all really formulaic. Yeah. And this is about the military wives choir. Um, I I don't quite get what it is. I don't know. I, I, yeah, it's basically a, a choir that has a really strict joining policy, which doesn't seem. Inclusive to me, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It just are all the, I don't. I don't know much about. It. Are all the? Are all the husbands? Are they all dead? No, no, no. Oh. They're just. They are just. Oh, that'd be military widows. Wouldn't yes, it would be. Yeah. It would be. Blue would be. Yeah. In the, look at the categories, John. But I'll say this for it. <laughs> I don't think there's anything that is more worrying to talk about than the military wives' choir because I think you if you say be. anything that is remotely negative, I think it's like saying I'm not wearing a poppy, yeah. and I think everyone will. Even at this bit, because we're talking in this voice, it's actually very respectful. Yeah. <laughs> but I think there'll be plenty of people who will say, how dare you? How dare you? The, the actors who are in the film, Horgan and uh, Scott Thomas, mm. uh, couldn't give a shit about it either, <laughs> no, though, to be fair. No, they made, it, they made it clear that neither of them had ever heard of this choir before they signed up to do the, to do the thing. So how much did you two know about the story? I mean, nothing. I don't. I mean, you were in Paris, so at least you've got an excuse. But I I have an. I have a very good excuse. I wasn't actually in the country in 2011. But and it was such. I I don't know. I mean, I watch a lot of TV, so I don't know how that happened. But uh, and it was such an enormous um, hit, and and and, uh, you know, they sort of became these um, media sensations, and they're number one, all that. But somehow, I don't know. I was under a rock. Passed you by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Sharon Horgan is is one of the actresses, and she um, she's come back from America clearly Mm. because she had good hair, and she made Kristen Scott Thomas's hair look like shit. Wow, it was really (laughs) impressive hair. the hair equivalent of Ryland's teeth. Yes, it yeah. is. It oh, is. Good. It is hair that you haven't been able to do at home. Someone has done it for you, yeah. and it yeah, looked yeah. sensational. Good old uh, but but they were very very you know open about the fact that they really beyond the fact that they've been in this film had no interest prior in the military wives. And I thought to myself, I hope you get flamed online. I, <laughs> I hope they destroy you. Imagine the first person who gives the one star review to the military wives film. They will be they will be dragged through the streets. I mean, to be honest, I've not seen it. And I never will because I know it'll be shit. 
So oh, there's, oh, there's, 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 there's a few oh, two stars oh, already. Maybe, up. maybe. Oh, <laughs> yeah, the Guardians gave it two stars. Uh, it's basically very derivative. And uh, get this: it's a shame to see magnificent A-listers like Sharon Hogan and Scott Thomas working with such tame material. Tame material. Who's written that? Osama bin Laden. In what world are they A-listers, though? I know. It's also worth saying that I thought the choir were basic when, when they were singing. <laughs> I didn't think it was that good a choir. What did they sing? Anything uh, of note? Or, yeah, they were they the big po- performance at the end kind of thing? No, I mean, so, I so actually when the credits rolled, yeah. they had what sounded like ghosts over the top going, yeah. and it came back and Matt went, sounded even better than usual <laughs> because they'd had the military wives singing over the top of the theme tune. Of the theme yeah. tune. <laughs> Jones, and that sounded even better than usual because our audience tonight is full of members of Military Wives Choirs. And what did they? What did they sang? They sang "We Are Family." Yes, um, by Sister Sledge. Yeah. I mean, if it, if it isn't, if it wasn't for the military connection, and I know that's pretty much all they've got. <laughs> if it wasn't for the military connection, this would be a very, very average choir. <laughs> please welcome wives. Yeah, please welcome yeah. wives. Some wives. of good hair there was a film on i think tuesday when we learned all about body positive mannequins mm. oh right so again it was it was absolute one show classic area this was so mannequins yeah. don't reflect the bodies of most people aren't That's they, aren't they single use plastic well they're not they're made of fiberglass oh, we learned oh, didn't we I learned yeah. so much i mean the whole the clip of the actual production of these fiberglass mannequins are fascinating because yeah. it started with a man just sanding an ass <laughs> that was the, <laughs> the opening show <laughs> At this factory in London, mannequins are still made by hand. All the bits of the mannequin they could have showed. A man was leaning over a bare ass and rubbing it vigorously. <laughs> there is no conceivable reason why men have to still hand make ladies' bodies. <laughs> true. There's injection moulding. There's true. no reason why they have to yeah. do them by hand. There's some kind of. There's been some kind of revolt yeah. because the men are so. I'm going to say turned on by the idea of, <laughs> of sanding women's bodies. The the spinning jennies have been smashed. The luddites have rolled That's in. That's true. If you can make a car without a man touching it <laughs> yes. you, you can make a woman's bum yeah. <laughs> never happened son just make you think need a human it? touch we treat it like we did in the old days so, <laughs> but then they, 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 it was all about the obesity thing so they, they'd obviously dragged this off a shelf as well yeah. because it fitted in with the theme of Miriam's documentary about mm. fat people mm. they there was a mannequin in a wheelchair to reflect you know people with disability the worst thing about that wheelchair one is 
the, the, the mannequin itself had like a Hawaiian shirt on. Yes. Which made it look like some kind of diorama based around the film. Um, it was like a dead guy film. Um, <laughs> Weekend of Bernie's. Weekend of Bernie's. <laughs> it looked like a diorama for Weekend of Bernie's. Don't give him a Hawaiian shirt. But also, it wasn't a disabled mannequin. Do you know what? It, it was just a no. normal mannequin. They sat down. I mean, mm. it wasn't. They hadn't gotten that much effort. The, there was more effort when they said, oh, and the, you know, now we've got plus size mannequin. Mannequin. You know, I mean, and then, you know, there, there's, there's fat mannequins, basically. Fatikins. Yeah. Mm. Fatikins, Fatikins, <laughs> Baker's Man. I don't know. I don't know. Fatikins is exactly the sort of thing that you would shout at someone, and that would be the unusual term you'd use that actually made them cry. Yeah. Fatikins. <laughs> but, but, I, but as a, you know, as a short man, right, I was watching it go, well, where's Shatikins. the short... Yeah, where's, yeah, where's our short ones? Dwarfikins. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, I'm short, right, and close. And the whole idea was you walk around the, the shopping centre and none of the mannequins in the window, you know, their clothes, as Matt pointed out, are all pinned at the back to make them mm. look good. They never look like that on you because yeah. you're a human person. Yeah. And no one looks like that. And I'm... But I'm thinking, yeah, all right, this is fine. I can't buy sh- clothes off the peg unless it's at Build-A-Bear. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it's hopeless. So I'm looking at it going, where's the shortykins? Yeah, <laughs> come on. I, for money, I'll stand in a fucking window and wear this stuff. <laughs> Do people actually look at mannequins and go, this doesn't look like me and I therefore I'm really upset? I mean, they're, they're, they're white we, we vinyl, vinyl finish. Yeah, it hasn't yeah. got a face. <laughs> you know... They, 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 they cut to mannequins. Nike have apparently, well, they, in fact, we saw them in the shop. They've, they've uh, made these uh, uh, para mannequins, like a mannequin with a prosthetic uh, <laughs> leg, but it's one yeah. of those kind of like sporty leg blades. I checked out how much the cheapest leg blade is. Mm. It's ten to fifteen thousand dollars. Right, and they've wasted it on a fucking mannequin. <laughs> wow, give it to someone who needs it. But so, am I supposed to see like one that has a prosthesis? And yeah. I go, well, I don't have a prosthesis, so this is still a <laughs> big problem. I've actually got a tongue prosthesis, so... <laughs> and, and it was cheap. <laughs> These things are taken for granted that we all care about what mannequins look like. And yeah. I am not sure, maybe just, just a vocal minority, I don't think anyone gives a fuck. Yeah. I don't think anyone gives a fuck. The idea that you'd go around and just go, this is not like me. I don't, well, I don't know. They, they spoke to... I mean, they, they obviously wheeled out. Wheeled out? No, I'm not going to say that. Because <laughs> they literally did at one point. But they got some people uh, who obviously are saying, no, it's good that we are now represented in shop windows but it's like well uh, th- I get the television argument but the shop windows thing d- m- what I'm, start I'm, with politics yeah, yeah. yeah start with television but, but also they're saying that slightly because they've been asked to come on the TV to say that yeah yeah I mean take this guy for example like he's just kind of like a buff-ish kind of bloke and that's not representative of the wider community I mean body size is very different for different people and I'm sure if you yeah. saw them in real life and you said, I, I heard you were really upset about the lack of representation in shop windows, they'll have gone, well, not really. The shop isn't even accessible. No. <laughs> can't get in the fucking thing. <laughs> what was, well, the bit I learned, though, the bit I enjoyed most was there was a little potted history of the mannequin, mm. right, and mm. when it started and why. And, and, and in Victorian times, I didn't realise this, and this was great, they just sort of glossed over it, whereas you go, no, I want a film about this. Yeah. Um, mannequins used to be made with real human teeth and hair. Get in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you get go, in. And, and this, is, this is serial murder hiding in plain sight, isn't it? <laughs> it was back in the 1900s that the first mannequins were made. Human teeth were used, as was human hair inserted into the wax head. Over time, this was considered to be frightening. That's like Burke and Hare kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, just, Great, Robin, just, just put a corpse in the window. It's weird. <laughs> it's weird, <laughs> though, isn't it? Going, I've, I've made a mannequin, but, I mean, obviously... 
We'll have to put real teeth in it. Yeah, <laughs> you know? real teeth. I mean, I sort of get here, but... Teeth! <laughs> Why are we going to put real teeth in it? Get one of those body works, sir. Uh, yeah, Gunter von Hagen one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And a horse. Get the Gunter von Hagen's horse, <laughs> horse and dress it up in sportswear. Oh, I, I, shirt. I, I, remember seeing, <laughs> I remember seeing one in that in that display, the Gunter von... What's his name? Gunter von Hagen. Gunter von Hagen. Hagen. Um, I remember walking around, and there was one display where it was a, a man and a woman, and they were having sex. Yeah. So an erect penis going into a woman's... I mean, just fucking cavity there's nothing yeah. there because yeah, yeah. it was all bones and, 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 and muscle and stuff and I was thinking that's a man imagine if you were the wife of that <laughs> man going to see him one last time and he's fucking another woman yeah. after death just pause there I think my big thing about that is that Gunter von Hagen's who died mm. he did not leave his body to be <laughs> done in the way that the rest of the Gunter von Hagen's bodies have been done <laughs> and when someone is like please leave me your body and you're like are you going to do it and they go oh no 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 no, no, no. I know the sausage is made <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> on the uh, on the cooker speaking of making sausages on the cookery program on Monday mm. there was a massive fuck up at the end where they were trying to judge who'd won the was it, was it the green peppers or the tomatoes it matched Pe- people hold them up and they're one or the other exactly uh, yeah. so they got them to do that and Ryland's obviously still in charge of all this because Matt's livid that he might not win mm. and, and he'd cooked cauliflower rice that he was obsessed with uh, she'd cooked a steak they got the chefs there to help them and then it was right who's won and I didn't really but they hadn't introduced the audience at this point there was a studio audience but no one said, and they will be judging the. I mean, it, yeah, it right. wasn't explained. So it was like, who's won? And I was like, well, I don't know. How do we tell? And the answer is, yeah, they're holding up cards. And Ryland, and there was real confusion. So he said, um, it, it's 5 4 to the tomatoes. Yeah. And then it all fell apart. But yeah. unfortunately, there can only be one winner on Ready Steady Cook. Yeah. So, audience, it is decision time. Will it be green peppers or red tomatoes? All oh, vote now. Ooh. Oh. Oh. Just, it's, it's, it's a green peppers. Don't worry, it was five to six green peppers, unfortunately. So six green peppers did win, Alex. I'm so sorry. Yes. They're just out of shot over there. Oh, never mind. Matt, did we just win? Yeah, we did. You did win. So it's like, well, what's going on here? And then Matt didn't like it at all. Started questioning the decision. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, and you go, right, 10 seconds to end the programme, what's going on? Uh, and no one really knew what was going on. And, and there was a bit of, no one's counted correctly. And clearly on the screen wasn't <laughs> what Ryland was saying. And it was all this. And then Ryland was professionally going, going, the reason is, is that some of them were out of shot. Some of them were out of shot. Yep. Like that. And you go, well, we've got no proof of that. So, you know, <laughs> you're just covering it's yourself there. And it was going, just an absolute shambles of, oh, of a bit of live television. I, feel that, I mean, it's worth saying the bit that I enjoyed most this week. It's the old thing that you learn. And I did learn something this week. There was a quick little VT about um, the rise of catalytic converter theft oh, right, yes. by um, former <laughs> policeman Rav Wilding. Um, I, I call him PC presenting skills. And he, uh, he actually showed you where the catalytic converter on the car is that contains a lot of precious metals. So thieves are breaking them off and then selling them to scrap metal dealers because yeah. of the valuable thing in there. This is one of those precious little boxes and cars by Honda and Toyota are prime targets. Hybrid vehicles are especially vulnerable. Now, 
I didn't know where the catalytic no. converter was or what it looked like. But <laughs> right. after Rav had explained exactly using a model and showing me what it looked like, if I wanted to start stealing yeah. catalytic converters, I now can. I most definitely this is, do. This is what they do. They do the one they did about breaking into a house and then showing you exactly where. Yes. And they go, oh, well, you know, people uh, don't leave their valuables in obvious places. They hide. They always put, oh, what you should do with valuables when you're on holiday is put them in the loft. or hit. So you now go, well, now you've just told. Totally. Yeah, the entire exactly criminal fraternity. There were two bits in this catalytic converter thing I loved. One is they, they, they showed Rav Wilding and a, and a, and a still active policeman um, going to a car park where there had been catalytic converter theft. Yeah. Mm. And the policeman was saying to people, don't park out where there's loads of spaces. Park between the other cars and that'll make it harder for people to nick them. And the bloke in the car, who was middle-aged, looks up at the policeman. He said, well, he said, that's what I have to do. But what are you doing? <laughs> it was really good. <laughs> Just to try and restrict that access at the side of the vehicle for, for them to get in. So that's what we need to do. What are you guys doing? Well, what we're trying to do is, is, is make the public aware of what, what, what it looks like. He felt really emboldened by the camera <laughs> he and did. the platform. If the camera wasn't there, that policeman would have just smacked him in the mouth with his <laughs> handcuffs. Bang! Like that. And the copper just went, um, well, we're, um, we're telling everyone to stay vigilant. It's like, yeah, you got him there, mate. You absolutely <laughs> served him. Absolutely served him. Um, it comes out at the end, and Matt is sort of like, yeah, well, you know, you've, you've got to make sure that, you, you know, if it happens... That you're aware and you stay vigilant. And Alex just went, if it happened to me, I'd get in the car, he'd run them over. <laughs> yes. that. We've actually put some more advice, police advice, about protecting your car from these thieves up on our website. Basically, if you see someone under a car, tell them they rumbled. I'll get in and drive over them. Uh, thanks to Sharon and Kristen. Uh, the Military Wives film is out on Friday. Thank you, lady. No laughter. Last Matt, Matt looks a bit like, oh, Christ, what she just said. Wow. And we went straight out. Bang, to a woman just saying, I'm going to kill someone. (laughs) Here's the military wives with We Are Family. That's the thing, though, isn't it? It's so kind of inert that when someone says something like in any way weird, but it comes from the mouth of of, of babes, so to speak, yeah. people who are in on the joke, they they just they get away with a lot more yeah. than anybody else would. They do. It's, and Matt Matt was obsessed as well with um, uh, how he, this cooking one really sort of got him, and this is why Ryland was able to take over and present it much better. Yeah, because because Matt was just obsessed with what was going on with his hob and the cooking and everything else. Um, and then he they did the tasting thing at the end before the cards got get held up, uh, and he and he. T- Tasted. I, think, I don't know whether it was his own food that he cooked, uh-huh. but he just thought, well, that is restaurant quality. Restaurant <laughs> quality. <laughs> Amazing. That is the thing that does annoy me about chefs on television, that they always sit there and they'll, they'll make a thing out of whatever the ingredients are, whatever the challenge is, and they'll always make it and they'll just go... Oh, that's absolutely superb. <laughs> and it's like, we can all fucking self-review, can't we? Yeah. yeah oh, abs- uh, you know, wish you could taste this, because it's absolutely the best thing you could ever taste. Don't anyone else taste it. <laughs> take take my a, word for a it. A magnificent handbrake turn. So, Pete, we like to look at the, you know, the moment where they come out of something light-hearted and going to something aw- awkward and serious, but right, okay, don't yeah. really pay any attention apart, because they just have to stop the show and oh, yeah, then yeah. just turn that way. There's a lovely bit, again, in the, with the cookery. Uh, and Matt, they're having a great time, and there's much laughter about this, and Matt's put the mint in the wrong bowl. Ah, ah, I put the mint in the wrong ah, bowl. Oh, the mint in the wrong bowl. Ah, uh, but for the past few weeks, it's been awful. 
with flooding. Uh, <laughs> here's the residents of Ironbridge uh, who've been all pulling together. And it was just, oh, God, it was awful. <laughs> Not but even yeah, an attempt. Handbrake turn into that, but mm. then they had to get back out of that. So it was always double whammy handbrake turn out of this film about people losing their livelihoods. And specifically, the film was about a man whose restaurant had gone under. Right. Water as well as financially. <laughs> uh, and, and about, you know, his entire livelihood based on cooking yep. had collapsed <laughs> due to the floods. So uh, very, very much a Story. We saw his destroyed restaurant. We saw what happened and how he's going to pull all this back together. So hard for mm. him. And then it came back out of the film, and um, and Alex went. And of course, our thoughts go out to everyone affected by the floods. But now it's tasting time. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. And of course, our thoughts go out to everybody affected by the floods. Yeah, right. It's now then. dinner time. It's tasting time. It is tasting time. This is what it all comes down to, guys. Yeah. It really, really does. So where should we go first? Should we go Red Tomatoes first, Alex? You up for that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then, guys, dig in. I know they have to get there, but just put a, add something in there. I know. It was oh, wonderful. It's horrible to see that. Best to everyone. OK, well, let's get back to what we were doing before. <laughs> Anything. Just a little, a little bumper, a little yeah. break. Oh. Um, I just want to give one special shout-out to Dom Littlewood, who also uh, covered the uh, Flybee collapse, the uh, the airline. OK, um, that's right. And yeah. uh, I would say, it's if you if you have any interest in um, plagiarism, it's worth watching Martin Lewis on that morning's Good Morning Britain, like I did, seeing that going out live, and then watching it again later that evening in in Dom Littlewood's mouth, <laughs> almost word for word, point by point the same. <laughs> really? Absolutely eerily similar. And what Martin Lewis didn't do is open it when they said, so Dom, um, tell us what's going on. And he went, right, the main thing to remember is your flight's gone. The airline's gone. <laughs> Dom is with us now with the latest. So, um, Dom, what's, what happens if you've got tickets then, if you've bought tickets? Well, obviously firstly, different ways of buying them is the key. The main thing you've got to remember is your flight's gone. The yep. airline's gone. <laughs> <laughs> That's the main thing to remember. Your flight's gone. The airline's gone. <laughs> Unless you can fly, you're ruined. <laughs> <laughs> and there we must end it. But before we go, we should just mention, of course, that we are the only media outlet in the world taking you through step by step up to that moment when Matt Baker leaves the one show yeah, at the end of it, March. That's right, isn't it? He's, he's got it, to the end of it March. It is. He will have done nine years. Yeah. Nine years. I know. And we, we, we've talked about this before on previous shows, but there is no... Because because things like the one show are essentially ephemeral, the BBC do take it down after about two weeks, and then they just disappear. You'll never see them again. Yeah. So this will be the only lasting memorial yeah. to Matt Baker and the one <laughs> and show. And the one show. <laughs> and yeah. the one show. I mean, when, when, you know, come the nuclear fire, yeah. all that will survive of mankind could well be this podcast. And imagine in the future archaeologists uh, digging it up as treasure, as we were talking <laughs> about treasure, in the podcast. golden treasure. Yeah, then... Uh, and finding this as, as playing as, as... it back and saying what a primitive society they must have been <laughs> to, to present features on catalytic converter theft. 128 kilobytes per second. Oh, what, a, what, a, what a boring bit rate for a podcast. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, we'll be here. We'll be handholding you, the listener, through the departure of Matt Baker and welcoming whoever takes the throne. I say welcoming. I mean, you know, kicking in the tits. Um, <laughs> <laughs> as we've done throughout with Matt Baker. But I'm looking forward to it. You know, I want to know what... Because Matt Baker is not going to go quietly. 
into that good night. Is he, he's going to, Matt Baker, he's going to make sure that, be, but even if no one wants to give him a send off, he is insisting they throw a party, both on air and off. Yeah, I saw a little bit when I was looking to see what day he was leaving, which I do twice a day to make sure it's not changing, <laughs> <laughs> to make sure it's still definitely happening. Yeah. Um, they did mention that they are going to be building up to a huge farewell. Oh, they, they made no the mistake way. of thinking that because Matt Baker is on a lot, that Matt Baker is deeply popular with the British <laughs> public. Um, we are going to enjoy this. Oh. I mean, we, we're not that far from the BBC, John. We've got a lot of outside recording equipment. Yeah. There's nothing to stop us going. <laughs> so we all look forward to that in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, and there, though, we must end it. So if you vaguely half like this, the The One Show show, then do head to iTunes to rate and review and flog it on social media on our behalf because we'd like more people to know about it. Uh, although not enough that we that we get sued. Let's be um, clear about that. It's a fine line, isn't it? <laughs> uh, but while you're remembering to do that, also remember this and remember it well. When you look at the television to look at the one show, the one show also looks back into you. Goodbye. happen if you've got a comedian in a room you open their Amazon account and you look back at everything they've ever bought on that website well, this because I was consuming so much peanut butter I decided to try and get a powdered version that wasn't as fattening uh, your handwriting can change your life I regret this book <laughs> I regret this book Keep Calm and Love Dom Jolly novelty keyring yeah, and fridge that. magnets yeah, I love that. but I do have that on my fridge £4 you spent on that that's My Mate Bought a Toaster available now from Great Big Al Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.